What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast, another emergency podcast. This is now podcast three of the week, episode 101. And another trade has gone down in Trailblazers land. And it's another one that's, I think, leaving all of us in a good place. And we are excited to talk about the Blazers have flipped to Drew Holiday, the guy that was the centerpiece of the Dame trade just a couple days ago, flipping to the Celtics in exchange for Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon a 2024 first-round pick from Golden State. And I want to make sure I'm getting this right. A 2029 first-round pick from Boston? Yeah. I believe that's right. So now, in totality, from trading Dame, Nurk, Nasir, and Keon, you pick up DeAndre Ayton, Robert Williams, the guy, I don't remember how to pronounce his name, like Tumani. Tamara. Tamara. I saw, I saw you read a little about him. I want to hear about him. I actually don't know anything about him. I'll be transparent about that. Malcolm Brogdon, first-round pick from the Bucks, two pick swaps, first-round pick via the Warriors, first-round pick via the Celtics. First reaction from a whole macro sense, West. How are you feeling about – actually, I mean, we're not even done yet. We, we still could flip Brogdon, but at this moment, how are you feeling? How, where would you uh, – how would you rank what Joe's done? in this whole situation just um, trade was i would say he uh has he didn't okay well i said from the beginning i thought the miami package was weak and that joe could do better i did not think that or a lot of people thought that joe would not do that and go to miami and you know vast majority so for me he didn't really surpass expectations but i think for the general opinion of the fan base he definitely did because he did not settle for the Miami package, I have, and, I have a question. Yeah, I think it's a good. I think I think he's done a pretty good job. Does a does this classify as a suit? Oh, valid. <laughs> do, we, do we remember the suit bet? Yeah, Cody, do you remember the suit bet? Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. But um, it was just a bet on when Cole. You thought I just I thought I, we were going to settle for Miami. I thought we were going to go to back package, and in my opinion. Again, this is this. I mean, in three days, my opinion could slightly change once it sinks down. But initial reaction, I'm re- I'm happy in a vacuum of what Joe has done since this whole Dame situation has started. He was mm-hmm. patient. He still sent Dame to a spot that I we can all agree. I'm pretty sure Dame is okay being there. I mean, he's got his best chance ever to win a championship, and the return is really good for the most part. I mean, sure. Would you rather have a blue chip marquee prospect in return yes but teams that were trading for dame and that because if we did that and say we trade him to the spurs and we get back Keldon johnson and that's your blue chip prospect i probably yeah. would have been like why are you sending dame to the spurs that sucks so to basically please all parties at least partially i think joe did about as best as he could and um He's also yeah. shaking the Eastern Conference playoff race. Yeah. Which is just gonna, so funny. Um, one quick thing. I think that just to play devil's advocate about the blue chip prospect, most teams, when they trade their star player, they're kicking in the rebuild like that day starts it. Um, unless, you know, it, I don't know, like Harden when he yeah, left the Rockets. Already, so. Right. Our blue chip prospect is Scoot. Like we we've been bad for two years now. Like I've seen a lot of comments that are like great start to the rebuild and like, yes, we're now publicly rebuilding, but you know, who knows how long 
it's been the vision of Joe Cronin to want to do this. That's up for debate, and we've definitely debated that. But I do think that we are on a good track here, and we have young talent. And I've been seeing comments like, we might be a little too good in terms of just the talent we have, because um, with Aiton, Time Lord, I mean, who knows if Brogdon stays. Um, I know we could flip him, but that could definitely be something we do at the deadline just because of his injury uh, history. Um, I He got a trade with him when the Clippers got vetoed. Um, yeah, I think he's still injured right now. I don't remember what. Yeah, so weird. we maybe hang on to him, maybe not. But I want to give Joe Cronin credit for the sole fact that he turned a front court of Nurk and Eubanks into Aiton and Time Lord. Time Lord being Robert Williams. Quite quite literally the opposite in terms of athleticism yeah. and defensive potential and everything in between, which is exactly what we wanted. Cody, where what was your reaction to the trade? Um specifically the second one, trading out Drew Holiday for um, Time Lord. No. I was really happy. Um, I mean, honestly, with this whole situation, I feel better about it every day as it goes on, as more things happen and I have more time to settle in. And first of all, pardon me for the location with all these yeah, emergency the podcasts. Uh, it's not too bad. And dog crap microphone. I'm sorry. Even my main setup, my microphone is atrocious. I don't know why. I'm sorry. We'll figure it out. I know you guys listening are just waiting for Cole to speak probably because my microphone is just that bad right now. But I don't know. We'll see how bad it is in the recording. But I don't think the trade's over. Brogdon, you know, he's a sharpshooter championship piece. And I think um, teams that are contending are going to want him. So as good as I felt about the trade, I don't think it's over yet. And Robert Williams, I am so excited for him. What a beast. He's always a guy I want on our team. 25 years old. So if we were to be good in four years from now, he would fit our timeline perfectly as Scoot's entering his prime. And he'd be, yeah, Time Lord at his prime. Um, He's seven. No, he's not seven feet. He's six foot 10. Probably he's like, a short center kind of, but he has a seven foot six wingspan. I noticed, which is one of the not, it's one of the longest wingspans in the NBA, other than what that guy named with the song Mobamba. So that's crazy. <laughs> maybe, maybe Victor Wimanyama, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy, but hey, yeah, um, he, he, overall, he, he killed it in the finals and he impressed me with his rebound. So I'm really excited. And if we're going to be play in the playoffs in a few years from now he's a guy that i want to keep and not trade at all so, yeah um, and just to prove that joe Cronin was correct in the decision certain blazer sources have been saying this we've been saying this this trade right here is the reason why we viewed milwaukee better than miami because i'm sorry i don't care that tyler hero is the sixth man of the year Drew Holiday is better and had a higher market, or it's not higher market, had a better like return in terms of what the market was. So this was the reason for dealing with Milwaukee. And then you get, honestly, I was expecting two firsts and a young player. Um, So if it was like two firsts and Robert Williams, I still probably would have been fine with that. But getting Brogdon too, um, I'm not going to act like Brogdon is, you know, what he once was because i mean his last playoff run was not great at all and he has injury concerns Gosh, right now just, took, just take his under and you would have been rich yeah exactly so but he is another guy who is flippable and this is what the blazers had to do with the current market and where dame's you know what was it, what teams were interested in dame and who wasn't this is what joe cronin had to do was 
you know, just little by little, kind of like down the assembly line, flip, flip, flip. And then you look at it in totality. And I think that the package that we got here for Drew Holiday, coupled with Aiton and the Milwaukee picks and Kamara, is, I don't even think Miami could offer that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they did. It's you know, just, it either. it's just beautiful. Cause like for the Blazers, Dame was, you know, 33 years old and we probably had at least three or more just killer superstar years left in his tank and the fact that we were able to trade him unfortunately or or fortunately however you want to view that for all these pieces we have acquired so far with that addition addition of drafting scoot and shaden and keeping anthony it's just like you said, I think one of you said it before a couple minutes ago, it makes all parties happy. And it's just, that's part of the reason why I think I'm feeling better about the situation every day. Cause if you kind of think about it, everyone wins in a way. I think the Celtics also getting holiday is really good for them. I think, I think the Bucks and Celtics are going to be in the Eastern conference finals next year. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. yeah and that would I, be uh, just wild. That would be crazy. Uh, I'm kind of to touch on that. Cole, you said earlier, like, Joe Cronin is deciding the Eastern Conference race in a way. I kind of view Joe, Joe Cronin as like a he is. as like an arms dealer for like this war that's breaking out in the Eastern Conference. Joe Cronin. In pro- trade deadline, he's probably going to send Jeremy Grant to Philly and or something. Who who would have thought that the team that was so like pretentious and just like, you know, give us Dame, here's our broke boy offering, get out of here, Miami. Not only did they not get Dame, but they didn't get Holiday. And the two teams that did get those guys are the two teams that like, yeah. And then you have Embiid and Philly, like it's just a a domino effect. And it's, it is kind of refreshing to see the Blazers be a part of big moves again, because let's face it, the former front office, we would get excited when Nick Stauskas would sign with Portland. Like (laughs) that's a low bar, man. So like you said, Cody, fortunately or unfortunately, whether you like it, that Dame got traded or not, um, it's happened. So a, just, you're going to have to deal with it if you don't like it. And B, I will argue to you that it is the correct move because of not, and I was an advocate for Dame's age, not being a factor, but like you said, he, he, it's not like he's going to have 10 years left in the tank. He's not Tom Brady. He's not, it's not like, like NFL where you can just play quarterback and stand back there. Like, you know, he's, he's still going to have to have I mean, he's going to have to, I know they have Giannis, but to win a championship, Dane's going to still have to cook. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the right move because you're bringing in a guy who, in Scoot, who obviously is not going to replace Dame's production. But I think by diminishing the point guard position a little bit, bringing in Scoot, letting him develop, you're you're adding in other places. The center position, theoretically, you that, that position is, is filled. I mean, obviously, if certain situations come up in 2027, 2028, and you have a ton of draft capital and there's a center, like you you just never know. It's cool that Portland could be good in 2026, 2027. And then we're filling that and backing that up with all these draft, all this draft capital we we have at the end of the decade, which by the way, people, I know you're like the Boston pick could be terrible in 2029. We could trade that pick too. Like we just have it could also be really now. good. It could also be Boston really good. Boston in the lottery for three years. Boston is in cap, cap just destruction with that team that they're paying. So yeah. you never know. And Milwaukee, Giannis, Dane, that, that ship could sail yeah. in 2027. Yeah. Okay, and then we wait for the West to get a little older and deteriorate five years from now, and boom, 
We got the best squad in the NBA. There you go. Uh, I do want to talk about the squad in general um, and just how things have changed and shifted from two weeks ago when we were talking about, West. you said, what's the over-under for our wins? And we said 25 and a half. And I took the under. And that was me assuming we were going to get back a majority draft pick and the heat offer, quite frankly. But we end up bringing back not only guys that are young, but also guys that have proven they can be a part of winning rosters. I mean, the two centerpieces that were both centers for championship teams or championship caliber teams that made the finals. So, I mean, you're looking at a team of Scoot, Shade, and Ant, Jeremy, Time Lord, Aiton. Then you still have Matisse. You still got Chris Murray. Um, yep, Brogdon as of now. You got Ryan Rupert. But in all seriousness, I mean, this this squad gives me a little bit of vibes of last year's jazz team where it's a lot of just talent put together. Um, Obviously, this team talent-wise is not the worst in the league now, but they also don't have that star player that they can rally around that can carry them to a seven seed. But the Jazz were were sniffing at the 10 seed all year. They ended up just missing out. I'm pretty sure they ended up the 11th seed, but I could very well see the Blazers, which we can argue if it's a good thing or a bad thing team building wise. I mean, I'm not going to say we should have taken a worse offer so we can be worse next year. Of course. But just expectation wise, I think this team is now better for next year. So 100%. that is an interesting aspect of the entire um just yeah. trade in general. This team is this team is sneaky talented. Um I predicted I think two podcasts ago that we would have under 25 wins at the season. I think it's appropriate that we reevaluate our claims just because of what has happened the last month. Love. Um at the moment I would switch ships honestly and say that the Blazers are going to win over 25 25 games just because of the pure talent. Um yeah. I would probably I'll know, probably put the line now at like 33, 34. I don't want to say like 37 because then that's actually playing, but we're like not we're definitely stuff, gonna get we're definitely gonna get a pick probably, but like the thing is I almost want to say a pick isn't even like okay, we want to pick obviously very badly, but experience is honestly so underrated, undervalued, important at this moment because we have so many players that just need minutes. That's how they're going to get better is just minutes and playing a season where even if we accidentally made the play-in, it would still suck if we somehow made the playoffs on accident and got bounced in the first round, didn't get a pick. But at the end of the day, we just need experience, and that's really important, I'd say, at the moment. But, hey, if we can get a one pick, obviously that would be killer. But, you know. Yeah. Everyone just needs time right now because Scoot hasn't played a game. Shaden's had only like six months of maybe five months of good, solid playing time. And, um, yeah, and then yeah. everyone is decently experienced, but, you know. Right. I mean, I we are, I think the young, the average age is 24 now, I saw. Wild. Average age is 24. I mean, longest tenured player is Anthony, which is just right. mind-blowing. This yeah. page was almost started when Anthony got drafted. We, I started Who's the oldest like player in our team. A year, a year and a half after. It could, it could be Grant. It's Grant or Brogdon. Oldest yeah, player. Yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, those two. Um, Probably, I don't know. Do you guys want to switch gears into the hit the hit piece by Chris Haynes? Honestly, not really. Okay. We, we don't I have just, to. I, I will say. I feel like we should because we should give our opinion on it and what we think. 
as much as it sucks. Okay, well, here's where I stand on it. Um, obviously, you come into people coming in and listening to this podcast are probably already going to the comments and saying, "Well, last podcast you said you hate Cronin. Two podcasts ago you said you hate Cronin. You tweeted how you still don't like Cronin." I'm, t- I'm, I, I'm. There's the emotional side to things, and then there's the team building. That's our GM. What actual pen paper moves, black and white moves he's done from the black and white portion. I think Joe has done a solid job this offseason post July 1st in terms of how he's handled this situation from like, literally if I didn't know his personality, if I didn't know anything just as, just as a GM emotionally, you can't read that piece. And obviously there's different sides of the story, but I can't, I can't read that and say I'm a fan of Joe or I'm proud to, I don't know. I I read that. No, I, it just, it just made me really frustrated. Right. Um I do think you people, should explain so okay, yeah. don't know. So obviously the there's this article that comes out by Chris Haynes and it's basically just Dame talking about basically how the summer went down. He's talking about how he wanted to he wanted to go to Miami. He was all in on Miami. Um he realized that Joe wasn't going to budge. He tried to communicate and back and say like um are, are, can you still find a way to get me to Miami Joe there's not really much communication in early September so then Aaron Goodwin his agent and Dame are like okay so maybe we should start communicating with other teams that I might want to play with maybe that's how the Bucks get involved um and then Dame goes into the practice facility not with the team but just like on his own schedule Apparently, Joe doesn't talk to him at all. Dame says, okay, well, I'm not going to talk to you back. I'm leaving out a detail that I was going to say that made um, – Oh, yeah, Dame, Dame comes back and says, well, if you're not going to trade me to Miami, then I would like to stay in Portland. And then the quote that made the rounds is Joe saying, no, so there's no coming back. But I, I'm going to – this is where I think that got blown out of proportion because it was also stated – I don't know if this was a part of the article or Chris Haynes – on his own podcast said that Dame wasn't saying I want to come back because I want to play for the Blazers, which is how I reacted at first. He was saying, I'll come back, play for the first until the trade deadline. And hopefully you can work out a deal with Miami. So yeah, I think I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say Dame looks bad because I do think most of the things that have happened is not because of him. I think we can all agree. Dame's agent is, terrible was terrible throughout this situation to not know how to handle it and i think we can agree that joe from a public speaking perspective and just i don't think dame's lying when he says joe didn't say anything to him and i do think that's a little childish so i think joe was a little childish in the situation and i think dame's agent was pretty pretty bad in just the way he went about things um when i first read it my gosh when i when i tell you i was no yeah i mean so hot but i think it's settled down um and i think people blew it a bit out of proportion including myself yeah i mean we're all emotional that dame has to leave portland so i i was definitely emotional when i first read that i was like that's that's crazy that joe would have the 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 balls to say that to dame um but to play devil's advocate, Joe Cronin's job is to make the team better. It's not to appease Dame. 
Yeah, now, and I, I want to say I just want to say something real quick before you keep going because that's something that I've just been thinking about. The only reason I'm this invested in Joe Cronin is because we are we as a podcast are this invested in the Blazers. Of course, honestly, most like this probably goes down with a bunch of other teams and a bunch of other sports where the GM yep. says one thing and does the other thing. It's just we as a podcast, our job is to kind of nitpick every single thing that's said, and it causes well, us to fans... take everything, everything yeah. like super seriously. So. Because the more I think about it, it's not like the GM can just say everything and then just do it exactly. That doesn't oh, yeah. mean I'm still not mad at Joe Cronin. Like, I think he just did things terribly this whole offseason just publicly. But maybe that's what needed to happen for this package to go down. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So, go ahead, Cody. You, I mean, you have to hear both sides of the situation. I mean, it's obvious that there were some bumps in Cronin and Dame's relationship. Like, you just can't deny that he, at this point. He didn't thank him in his in his thank you letter. I mean, very funny. G- yeah, exactly. Given given how much I know about Haynes and Dame, like, I'm going to believe him. And it sucks, you know, like, what do you want me? I'm not going to say, like, money talks, because, like, if you're a bad person, can you still be a good GM? Like, Wes, you were saying how he's just doing his yes. job, but – is that true? I mean, look at Neil. I mean, he was a bad. Well, he was a bad person and a bad GM, so he doesn't really qualify. <laughs> He's just crap all around. But um, right. can you be like, I don't know. <sighs> I mean, to be honest, I, it's really hard for me to have. That's my reaction. I I don't even know at this point. Um, to be a good I GM, I feel like you have to kind of have some cold heartedness in a way. Not say I'm not defending Joe, but what I will say is Joe. Um, like I said, his job as a general manager is to make the franchise better, both short-term and long-term. And also Joe did, I'm not sure if it was on the Woj piece or I it's, I definitely saw it somewhere is that Joe Cronin's goal. He said when he makes deals is for everyone to win. So Miami fans can cry me a river because Damian Lillard is now in position to win a championship. Okay. And Milwaukee is a good destination. I don't care that it's not the South beach weather. You're playing with Giannis. Not only that, but Phoenix got what they wanted, which, you know, we can debate like why Phoenix wanted that, but Phoenix got what they wanted. And we got what we wanted. And the same thing with Boston. Boston, apparently, a lot of people were saying Boston got fleeced, so to speak. I mean, we no one knows who wins a trade until Loki, those that 2029 pick conveys. Like, gotta give up good players. Stupid, good players. It's stupid to grade trades, I think, because so much stuff can happen. Um, like, for example, the CJ trade got Grant, but if Grant, Depends on what Grant gets. It just it's all fluid. Like people just like to talk about if teams get fleeced or not. But Boston really coveted Drew Holiday, and they wanted him because Drew Holiday is, I mean, the best thing to 2018. Let's be honest, 2018 first round. I mean, it locked him up. Granted, I think Dame has matured and is a better player than he was in 2018. And it'll help to have Giannis, Giannis next. And it'll help to have Giannis as an outlet. But the point is that Joe wanted everyone to be happy and. In my opinion, I think where I end up is I'm more upset with, okay, if I just rank them all, Aaron Goodwin is the most, I'm the most upset at him. Then it's Joe, then it's Dame. I'm really not going to get mad at Dame. Dame wanted Miami. I thought some of his cryptic tweets and just constantly posting Miami stuff was a little just immature in a way, like, just 
let your agent do the work. But, but his agent, just, I understand why Joe is mad because Joe is trying to trade a franchise player. I mean, arguably, his tenure is going to be def- is going to be defined by this trade because if Aiden and if Aiden and Time Lord don't work out and Scoot's not good, Joe Cronin, we he can be up out of here in like three years if you know if he's not careful. So this was a big big trade to make both for him and for the franchise. And Aaron Goodwin comes out and tries to tank the market and send Dame to a team that obviously has just a bare cup cup cupboard cupboard cup cupboard. Covered, covered, bare covered, and I think Joe I took offense. I th- yeah, I think Joe was definitely a little upset, and so I don't blame him there. And also, just think about it: if Dame's like, okay, "I want to rescind my trade request so I can give you more time," and Joe Cronin has already been like just grinding for a couple months, waiting for the market, talking to teams, because in the Woj piece, he and the Bucks GM. They had been going back and forth in private for a while. It was a big part of why that Bucks deal got done is because they wanted to do it in private. I don't know if, did you read the article, Cole? No, not read that one. Okay, so the article pretty much, it was kind of crazy because Phoenix, the Bucks GM wanted it so private that Phoenix did not know they were getting Grayson Allen. Joe had to tell Phoenix it was like a mystery player and he gave them age and salary and they came, Phoenix came down to it's either Grayson Allen or Victor Oladipo. And then at the like eleventh hour, like, oh, because they thought it could like it could be a three team deal with the Heat, right? And well, I just don't. Th- Phoenix never knew that the Bucks were the third team in the deal because the Bucks did not want that to get out. Yeah, and so literally Joe did not tell. How you got a GM, the Phoenix general management until like the eleventh hour, and he was like, "Yeah, it's Grayson Allen." Then apparently the Phoenix brass like huddled up and they were like, "We loved Grayson Allen. Like we'll do the deal." And then it literally happened. So. I don't know. I feel like Joe Cronin played his cards right. I feel like Dame's camp did not. And I th- I don't know. It's just like he, Dame didn't have a no trade clause. He couldn't veto trades. Yeah, Dame's camp played it bad, but he still ended up in a place that I would say was top exactly. three on his list. He's going to win a championship. I don't think he's mad. We're going to root for him in these finals. Did, no, you, did you see him? I don't think Dame's mad. Did you see his like introduction? It looks so weird, dude. It looks so, looks so weird. weird in a Bucks uniform. It's but so there was weird. like thousands of people there just to see him walk in the arena. I, I do like Milwaukee is one of the closest things you can get in terms of like Even fan support, and fan love to Portland. So, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I've always been a Giannis guy. So, like, they're a pretty likable team. Yeah. Um, Location wise, that's how I should go from Portland to Wisconsin, but you know, it is, is it better than Portland? But think about it during basketball. See, he's gonna he still wants to spend his summers in Portland, and that's really the only time you should be in Portland is in the summers. He's like he's got his like respect program in Portland. He's no, dude, he's been taught. I saw a quote that like he doesn't know if he even wants to like move his kids, which is just a reality check that this is real life. Um, yeah, but back to Joe Cronin. Coming back, the boys. Thing he has left is Brogdon. Do you think before? Do you think Brogdon will, I guess, play the season, or do you think he'll be traded at the trade deadline, or do you think we'll keep him for a while? What do you guys think about Brogdon? I think because I don't think Joe Cronin's done. I think Brogdon gets flipped before the season. Um, okay. Because for what though? For what? Do you think we? Get I, think players could, I think players. I think he could fetch a obviously salary match. Big protected, like late protected first. I would say a late first or. It's okay. just because I it's also injury thing. Talent wise, he's just a first round pick, but I don't know. Rudy guide this year. 
We are rooting for the Bucks and the Blazers this year, and we're rooting against Golden State. We got Golden State's pick in this upcoming true, draft. Yeah. Draymond the Green, great example. Who knows if Golden State like goes to the plan, misses Draymond out, lot of reaction, a couple more swings at some star players. Mm-hmm. Maybe he punches Curry instead of Poole. Um, remember, start of the offseason, we were talking about a sign and trade for Draymond Green. Wow, how things have changed. Um, that's crazy. We were talking about that in the garage, and then the next day in the garage, we were, or no, we the garage in Montana, and then we the next day we were in the suits talking about the trade or trade request. Um, yeah. but my final thing on Joe is. If you just if this was like 2K, uh, he would be getting like very good grades. And if you just looked at just the transaction list, just in terms of you draft Scoot, you trade Dame. Well, let's be honest, that's probably his best like counting stat season he's gonna have left in it left in his career. So you could argue it's when his value is at the highest. You bring back pieces that fit the team and team needs. Um, so from that perspective. It's really good. But it makes also, sense for the first time. Yeah. Also, from the other perspective, I don't I also don't think Dame is just mad at Joe for not talking to him for the for three weeks. Dame's probably also have some built up frustration because I mean Dame, when he signed that deal, the quotes are there, black and white. I trust Joe and Chauncey because they told me they want to win around me. So again, yeah. Joe has gone a different direction. And at least he's not like Neil Olshay and he's not trying to straddle this line. And honestly, we should have seen this coming when we drafted Shade and Sharp because straddling the line is just not a thing you can do. It's yeah, that was you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. So yeah. And they didn't even straddle the line. Did any of their young talent pan out? No. So it really uh, doesn't work. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's, That's really that. all I have when it comes to that. We did resign Skylar Mays, so yeah, definitely digging up. Um, yeah, we can transition. Blazers play October twenty fifth. Who are the starting five guys? That's Who are a the good starting question. five? Is Williams starting? That's my question. Is Williams going to start next to Aiden? Dude, I, did see I a think... quote that Aiden's always wanted to be a powerful, but I don't think. Yeah, it's... I don't know about that. Um, I feel like it's. I don't know if they'll start together or not, but I just think this team will just. The spacing is going to be just awful. Um, this team is going to be young. They're going to be fun. Like, I feel like the Blazers, the Blazers are going to be that team to the general NBA fan that's going to be like that, like a uh, little late night league pass. I'll watch the Blazers. They're young and fun, but we're going to, we will be losing. Okay. Scoot's not going to come out of the gate and do what Dan, I mean, he, look, remember Dame is rookie year? Dame was great as rookie year. I mean, yeah, unanimous. I mean, yeah, unanimous. I mean, you didn't have Victor in his class. You know, Victor's in 84, but um, I, I think the starting lineup will be Scoot, Anthony, probably Matisse, Jeremy, and Aiden. Um, I do think at some point we could see Shaden slide in to start. I'll be just very interested. It's more just like minutes distribution, obviously, because um, you want Shaden playing as much as he can. You want to try to get Time Lord in there. I can't believe Brogdon, Time Lord, and two first is what we got for Drew. That was more than I thought. I'm just saying that. I'm, I was going through the trade in my head again. Like, you want to know who I wish we got from the Celtics? Payne Pritchard. Yeah. So you're Not going, even because we need him, because I just want going against your guard thing, bro. Yeah, but like a backup guard. He just would have been our Skyler Mays. Brogdon. I don't need him. He doesn't want to be there. 
Richard? I mean, probably yeah, not. He requested a trade in the middle of last season. That would have been fun. That would have been that, yeah, that probably would have pushed us over the top. Too many wins this year. <laughs> Too many wins because Pritchard's in town. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything else? I feel like Dame. You're good. Uh this is this podcast. This is this is 101. Like from here on out, it's a completely new team. I mean, we we're not gonna do an emergency pod on a Brogdon deal. Uh we it's just the the like I said, the assembly line it's getting smaller and smaller. Like the flips are getting smaller and smaller. Which, which they can be key flips. Next just, trade, I saw magic. Next trade is gonna be like Cole Anthony and a and two seconds. Then we'll be like, are we gonna flip Cole Anthony? Got to get one more would, second. Would it be a Blazer deal if we didn't get a guard in return? Yeah, in some form or fashion. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else? Um. I like Scoot's situation more than I do Bryce Young's situation right now, but that's a that's a conversation sure. for another day. Scoot, Ant, Shaden, baby, the big yeah. three. I think that's all we got. Uh, thank you for listening to another non Wednesday episode of the podcast. Um, we're officially in the first month of NBA action. Oh, guys, media day is literally tomorrow. I will be tuning in. I that will be in. fascinating to hear. I what time? To hear um. Uh, I assume it'll be later for us. It's yeah. it's. I'm pretty sure it's like morning or early afternoon Pacific time. But yeah. questions I'll be interested to hear. Backstory about so, just his relationship with Damus offseason. I want to hear if he had any other offers. I want to hear what he wants to do with answers. Give you chat GPT answers. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it's media day, so everyone this, will see. This, this is what Joe's going to say. They're going to be like, just you know, just talk talk me through like your relationship with Dame. He's gonna be like, anytime you have a chance to get Damian Lillard on your team, you just you just want to build around him. <laughs> He's just like, just we just love having Dame here, and we're just trying to get him. Absolutely, and, and we just want him to retire a Trailblazer. Yeah, yeah, that's that is what it is. No, he. I bet he really will say. You know, obviously throughout this whole time, we really just wanted to keep Dame this whole time, and then someone's gonna be like, but hey. did you? I'll give Joe credit in that Woj article. Woj like was talking about how Joe like after Dame requested in like July and August, he he was like studying like trade structures and stuff. He said he was like studying the Durant trade and just like but he wrote he wrote he wrote in his journal. I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, "Don't settle, be patient, and so, take yeah, I saw that. take the emotion out of it." Now Miami fans thinks he did the deal out of spite, um, but really all the emotion was coming from Dame's camp because because theoretically, if Joe's like sorry, Dame, you know, you can't come back. Like, he could have said it so stoically. Like, he probably was like, Dame, you can't come back, bro. You've it's already over, it. Dame. Like, he definitely wasn't it's like the that. the best Joe. for both of us. Yeah, it was an ugly We breakdown. talked about Joe is annoyingly, like, just kind of just stoic. Kinda but good. as a GM, you kind of need to have that, like, poker face. He's, he has yeah. he has a good poker face. I'll give it to him. Um, I'm kind of But glad. I'll be very interested to hear media day, so... I would assume we'll probably record a short little podcast on Tuesday night, come out Wednesday uh, afternoon. And I would assume it'll be just about media day um, because I don't think you never know. I don't think any more trades will go down before the next podcast, but you never know. But thank you guys for watching. We will see you guys in the next podcast. Peace out.